Hi, I'm Marty McKenzie with His Love Ministries. Welcome to the Least of These Podcasts. We reach out to those the world has forgotten. If you'd like to know more about us and how you can donate to help us fulfill our mission, go to hisloveministries.net. Thank you very much and God bless you. chapter 13 this morning verse 12 last week remember we talked about how they went to the last supper and they were all sitting around probably a u-shaped table and everybody's feet would have been in everybody's face and all the disciples were fussing and fighting over who was the greatest and and jesus I guess having after they had already started the supper and he realizes nobody's going to get up and wash anybody's feet. And, and so he gets up, he grabs the wash basin and he girds himself about with the towel and then he begins to wash everybody's feet, including Judas', Judas is right? He, John chapter 13, verse 12. So what happens is he begins to wash their feet, and as he's washing their feet, he gets to old Peter. Peter says, Lord, no, not mine, or you mine is really what the Greek says. You, my feet? Uh-uh. No way, Lord. And Jesus looks at him and says, look, if I don't bathe, if I don't wash your feet, you can't have anything to do with me. In other words... We talked about the fact that he says that, that he says some of y'all are clean, but not all are clean. He says some have been bathed, and when he says bathed, he was saying that they have been forgiven of their sins. They have been cleansed by the washing of the water of the word. That's what Titus chapter three verse five says, and Ephesians five twenty five, Ephesians one thirteen says that you've been when you heard the word, the gospel of your truth. You believed it, you trusted it, and then you were sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise that you're forgiven at that moment. And at that moment, God washes all your sins away. He cleanses you. Baptism is just an outward symbol of an of an inward happening. You know, Jesus said that you do this 
in remembrance of me when you take the Lord's Supper. He says, when you trust in me, you get baptized so that others know that there's been a change. You're not who you used to be. And then, you know, so that's what Jesus was saying that not all were clean. And he was talking about Judas. Judas was right there with all these people for these disciples for three and a half years. And he never believed. You know, some people sit in church all their life and they never really truly trust Jesus Christ. Some of them don't ever really hear the truth because they don't go to churches that really teach that Jesus is the only way. That, that nothing else gets you there. That you can't work your way in. You can't be baptized in. Communion doesn't do it. None of these things get you into heaven. Jesus says that if you believe, you trust in what He did on that cross, and that alone, that's what gets you to heaven. You believe that He is who He said He is, and He did what He said He did. He would die for our sins, die in our place. He took our hell. He took our cross. And when we trust in that, that alone, then we're saved. Because the Bible says in Ephesians again, you're saved by grace. That's giving us what we don't deserve. Through faith, it is the gift of God. Not a works, lest anyone should boast. If we could do something to get into heaven, we'd all be up there saying, look what I did, look what I did. But see, it's all about Jesus getting the glory, about Him getting the glory. And so He says, not all of you are clean, but we talked about that washing the feet had to do with daily walking through the world, getting your feet dirty, getting smeared, and just as you walk through the world, you get dirty by seeing and hearing and all these things. And daily you have to go back to God for confession of sin. First John 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to keep on cleansing us from all unrighteousness. So when Jesus died, when He died on the cross, He said it's finished. It was a past action with a continuing results. In other words, what He did started in the past and it forgives all our sins when we trust Him. But not only that, it continues to forgive every single sin that we have ever done, ever will do, because we're never going to be perfect till we get to heaven. Jesus knew that. God knew that. And Jesus is God. And so He realizes to have fellowship with each other, to have fellowship with God, we have to keep our accounts clean, right? Because what happens if I get mad with somebody and I don't apologize or they get mad with me and they don't apologize, then what happens? Our fellowship's broken, right? That's what Jesus is saying. Peter, you can't have any part with me. You can't have fellowship with me. You're still my son. You still belong to me. But unless you daily ask for forgiveness, then you don't have that fellowship. You don't have that daily walk. Just like we were talking about. Oh, what needless pain we bear. What peace we often forfeit. You know, all these things, we take them to God in prayer and ask Him to forgive us. And wash us and bathe us. Wash our feet off. And then we can have fellowship again. When we get to verse 12 today, I just kind of wanted to go back over that because I know that that's kind of tricky for some people. And uh, when we get to verse 12 today, he says, So when he had washed their feet 
taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done unto you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Let's start right there and we'll see how far we get. Alright, so what happens? Jesus washes their feet. He says, and when he got through washing their feet, he takes his garments, he sat down again, and he looks at him. and he says, do you know what I have done to you? And he says, look, you call me teacher and Lord. In other words, you respect me as a teacher. You call me Lord. You say that I'm God from heaven. And if I'm God from heaven and I'm your teacher and you respect me and you fear me and reverence me because I am God, he says, and you, you say, well, cause for I, so I am. He says, I am these things. He says, if I then, and then he repeats it again, your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. In other words, look, if, if I, the God of everything, that created everything, that made everything, the teacher, all these things, have done this for you, what ought you to do? Can you imagine having God washing your feet? That's what happens. I mean, God does wash us every day, but not quite... You know, like he does, like he did physically right there. But, but you know, he's standing there washing Peter's feet, and you know that's a humbling experience. Now, you know this is not the place where Jesus is saying we're instituting foot washing as another ordinance. Jesus said there was two things to do until he came back: we're to baptize people. And we're also to do the Lord's Supper. Those are the two things we do to remember what He's done for us and to show others who we are. Now, He said, do you know what I have done to you? And then He says, you ought to wash one another's feet. He says, listen to what He says in verse 15. For I have given you an example that as you should do as I have done unto you. And then he says here, gone. Most assuredly I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So let me let me get to the point of this. What happens here? Jesus washes their feet. Jesus says, Do you know what I've done? He says, If I'm the Lord and I'm the King of the universe and everything else then what are you to do? In other words, what he's saying is, I have served you. Isn't that what Jesus said? He said in Mark 10.45, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. See, he came to serve us, right? I mean, we talked about that in Philippians 2.5-11, how he was humbled and he was obedient even to the point of death that he became a servant. 
He was serving us when He died on the cross. He was serving God when He died on the cross. Ultimately, He was serving Himself, God, the Father, but He was serving us also because when He died, He died for us, right? He died to satisfy God's wrath, but He died so that we might go to heaven. Jesus says that you should do as I have done to you. And one man said it like this. It says, like as. Not do what I've done, but like as. You know, it's sort of like, uh, what does the word like mean? Similar, right? Have you ever seen the pictures of Jesus being baptized? And you see the dove coming down? Well, you know what the Bible says? It says that the Holy Spirit came down like a dove. It didn't say a dove came down. It said like a dove. He was gentle and he just kind of floated down and he was gentle and peaceful and he just came down. It doesn't mean that it was a dove. But we always see pictures of doves, right? Well, guess what? They've done the same thing here. Well, we're going to wash feet now because Jesus did it. Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with washing people's feet, but if you ever go to a foot washing service, probably everybody's never washed their feet, scrubbed them so clean they don't need to be washed. But I guess the object is, is you know, you're, you're showing humility, you're showing service, and what Jesus is saying is, look, in the same manner, do whatever it takes to serve other people. Whatever it takes. You know, and it's tough to serve people, isn't it? Because some of us are pretty honorary. I know I am sometimes, you know. And he said in Matthew 25, he says, talks about that. He says, if you've given a cup of cold water in my name, you visited those who are sick and those who are in prison, guess what? If you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. So when we serve others, guess who we're ultimately serving? Jesus. Isn't that what Jesus was doing when He died on the cross? Yes, He was serving us in a way because He died in our place and He died for our sins. But ultimately, He was serving God. He was serving the fact that God's justice had to be satisfied. And every time we serve each other, every time we love each other, every time we do something for one another. Jesus said, trying to remember the chapter, but He says, they will know you by your love one for another, right? And how do you love people? You love them by doing for them. Regardless of whether they deserve it or not. You know, all the time we hear people say, well, they don't deserve it. That's right. None of us deserve it. (laughs) None of us deserve anything that we have. If God was a just God and didn't send Jesus down the, down the diner place and He was just a legalistic God, He'd say, every one of you, go to hell. And He would be right and He would be just and He would be holy. But He went beyond that and He said, look, I could send you to hell. But if you will trust in me and believe in me and I will send my son and he will die in your place and I will serve you. And if you will serve others. I mean, there's people around here. I told you about the lady down the aisle down here that's having a tough time. You know, she needs somebody to love her, somebody to take care of her. 
she's alone. She has no family here. She she is, you know, having a really tough time because of her past. And all of us have tough times. I mean, there's times that some of y'all are sick and some of y'all don't feel good and some of you can't do. And, and you know, if you know that, help each other out. If you're able to, you know, if nothing else. You got a phone, you know. If you can't walk down there, at least you know, call them and on the phone, or walk down there and pray with them, cry with them, do something, you know. Just say, "I'm here. I love you. You know, want to serve you. Is there anything I can do for you?" And that's the kind of thing that God wants us to do. It's never been about going to church. It's never been about doing religious things. But the heart of the matter is. That God says, if you love God and love your neighbor, then you fulfill the whole law, right? Because the first four commandments have to do with loving God, have no other idols, you know, take God's name in vain, and and keep the Sabbath holy. Don't make any graven image. But then He says, the last six, you know, honor your father and mother. Don't covet. Don't steal. Don't lie, don't murder. Those have to do with loving your people around you, right? And Jesus told that lawyer fellow that day he was trying to get out of it, he said, well, who's my neighbor? And Jesus said, your neighbor is anybody that is in need. Anybody. Not just the person, you know, what somebody said the other day. I was listening to somebody the other day that, you know, when, when people do for you and you reciprocate, that's what the world does, right? You go to lunch and somebody buys lunch and you say, well, at least let me get the tip. Buy you lunch. At least let me get the tip. Or if they invite you to lunch and then you got to invite them back to feel like you got even, right? And that's what the world does is, is reciprocates, right? But Jesus says, I want you to love people and go beyond reciprocation I want you to love them when they don't deserve it, when they don't think they want it, when they don't act like they even want you around. You love them anyway, right? That's what we're supposed to do. We sing the song, Love Lifted Me, when nothing else would help. Love Lifted Me. And that's really the theme song of the ministry that I run called His Love Ministries. This is what I do at that you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect, but, you know, he says that love lifted me when nothing else would help. Love lifted me. So you serve people. You help people. And so Jesus is saying, look, if I am God and I am the teacher and I have done this for you, if I, God, can stoop down and wash your feet. Remember what we said last week about washing feet? That John said that I'm not even worthy to untie the strap of his sandal, to loose the thongs of his sandal. It was the most menial task. The slaves did it. The most lowest people did that. And yet here is God of everything. Stooped down on his knees washing people's nasty, dirty feet. And he says, I have given you an example. And then he says, verse 16, most assuredly. Remember when Jesus says most assuredly? 
Some of your Bibles say verily, verily. Some of them say amen, amen. Some of them say truly, truly. And remember, every time Jesus says those things, whatever your Bible happens to say, all of them are good translations. You know what he's saying? He's saying, listen up, folks. What I'm about to say is very important. So you better listen up right now. And so Jesus says, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. See, God calls each and every one of us. And yeah, in the eyes of the world sometimes, a servant is nothing and a master is great. But Jesus says that the ground is level at the cross, right? That there's no more Jew, no more Greek, no more male, no more female. That That doesn't erase the distinction of roles of men and women and all these other things that some people say. But what it does say is that, look, everybody is somebody in the eyes of God. Everybody is equal in the eyes of God. He loves all of us. He cares for all of us. And He says, look, no matter whether you're the one who was sent, the master, or whether you're the servant, hey, in the eyes of God, you're the same to me. Because I love you both. And then He says, look what He says in verse 17, if you know these things, blessed are you if you, what? Do them. You know, Jesus over and over and over again, remember the Bible talks about James 2.14 to 26, that faith without works is what? Dead, right? What Jesus says here is the same thing He always says. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, do not do the things I say, say to do? If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And all these things just add up to the same thing. If you're really truly saved, guess what? These will be evident in your life. And you are blessed. Why? What does Matthew 5 say? Blessed are you if you're persecuted. Blessed are if you're humble. Blessed if you're reviled and persecuted. Blessed are those who are, are meek. Blessed are those who mourn and seek God. Why are they blessed? They're blessed because why? They are seeking God. They want what God has. They're mourning over their sin. Those are not the way you get into heaven, but those are the things that show that you are in heaven because you mourn over your sin. You're, you're, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be mistreated. You're going to desire the things of God. And, and blessed means you're, you're joyful, right? You, you are getting something out of it. And you know, I, I tell people all the time, I mean, some, you know, the world thinks that going to church and living for God is, you know, no fun. And it is. It is. It's fun. And you know, and I have more fun doing this than, the, than all the stuff I used to do before I was saved. I tell folks that all the time. And I did a lot of wrong things. I tell them, you know, look, I have way more fun than I used to have. And you know what? It don't cause me all the pain and the trouble and the sorrow and all the things that come out of doing wrong. You know, the Bible says sin is fun for a season. And you can play all you want to, but then somewhere along the line, the bill comes due. 
Every time the devil says, come on and get it and have fun, there's always a hook in it. And that hook will catch you, right? That old fish thinks he's getting a good shrimp or a good little old fish or something. And all of a sudden he chomps down on that thing. What does he got? He's got a hook, right? And that's what the devil does. Say, come on, have a little fun. You know, I can give you satisfaction. I can give you joy. I can give you all those things. But uh, you don't have to serve that old God who's a tyrant. And uh, he's holding out on you. He don't want you to have all the real fun. But as soon as you chalk down on it, he said, I got you. And then you find out that what you did is going to cost you. One person put it this way, sin will take you further than you want to go, take you longer, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, and cost you more than you ever wanted to pay. But see, blessed are you if you do these things. Because see, when you do, that proves to the world that you are who you said you are. Because you can't fake living for God. You can for a little while. But you know what happens? Eventually, it comes out. Like old Abraham Lincoln says, you can fool some people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. You can't fool God at all. He knows everything. He told them folks that they was coming after the bread. They said the next day they were seeking him after he fed the fifteen or 20,000 people with the loaves and the fishes. He said, look, you're not seeking me because, uh, because you want me. You're seeking me because you ate the loaves and the fishes and were filled. You're not seeking me for the right reason. And see, God knows. And we can fake people out for a little while. Some people go to church and they dress up nice and they look all pretty. But down inside, they've never been changed. And when you're changed, yes, you still have a hard time sometimes. And sometimes you still do some of the things you used to do. And yeah, we all sin. But you know what? We still have it way better than those that are living for the world. We're just getting a taste of heaven on this side of earth. Jesus says basically what the lessons of this storm will quit here today. The lessons are is Jesus wants you to wash His feet today by serving His people. Do you know that? You serve His people, and when you serve His people, you serve Jesus. Now, if Jesus were to come in here, we'd all line up to wash Jesus' feet. But if somebody down the hallway or somebody off the street or one of the staff or somebody come in, we might think two or three times or a bunch of times or just walk out, right? So humility involves serving others, not just the Lord. I mean, if the Lord could say He humbled Himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross, hung naked on that cross, was spit on, mocked, mistreated, washed the disciples' feet, what ought we to do? And then joy not only comes from learning about humility, See, a lot of people know this book. They know the Word of God, but they have never put it into practice. It's not just about how much Scripture that you have up here, but how much is coming out from here. Yes, we'll always know more than we practice. You know, the bad thing about being a preacher, I heard one man say that the bad thing about being a preacher is my wife expects me to live up to my sermons every week. None of us can live up to this word perfectly but you know what we through the power of God Paul said I can do all things 
then lastly, some people, I don't know if there's anybody in here, probably everybody in here knows the Lord, but if you don't, Jesus wants to wash your feet today. He wants to save you and forgive you and change you from the inside out. Like I said, I know a lot of people go to different churches and unfortunately, not every church teaches the true gospel that Jesus died in our place. He died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again the third day. And if you trust in that and nothing else to get you to heaven, you make it. That's called faith, right? God said it. I believe it. That's faith. But some people think, well, I got to add this and I got to add that and I got to add something else. You know what that is? That's what Peter had. He had pride, right? Pride is saying, I can add something to what God did to get into heaven. God says, look, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but by me. In other words, there's no other way to get there. When He said it is finished on the cross, He meant He did everything that was necessary for us to go to heaven. There was nothing left to do. I told y'all before, if I painted everything on that wall and left one of the little spot size of a pinhead, it's not finished, right? Well, Jesus said it was finished. It was complete. It was done. And we need to believe that. We need to trust in that. And some of you maybe sometimes doubt. I ask people sometimes, are you going to heaven? And they say, well, I hope so. Jesus didn't die so that you might hope so. He died that you would know so. Because John wrote that book, 1 John, also. He wrote this book, John, the book of John, to say that you might believe and believe and you might have life in His name. But then he wrote 1 John and he says in John, 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, he says, I wrote these things that you might know that you have eternal life. And you know you have eternal life because you've put your faith in a Savior and then you've seen the evidence of the way God's changed you from the inside out. And that you can serve people. You can pray for people who curse you and despitefully use you. And you can do things for people that don't deserve it because you realize that none of us do. <laughs> well, let's pray and we'll close today. Father, we love You. We thank You. And we thank You that there, when there was no way that You made a way, that You sent Your Son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And You said that no one gets to the Father but by You. You said that, that it's not a works, lest anyone should boast. So Lord, I pray for many folks probably that haven't come to this service and don't come to this service that, that they would come and realize that, that you are the only way to make it to heaven. It's not works. It's not communion. It's not baptism. But it is grace through faith. It is the gift of God, not a works, lest anyone should boast. Father, help someone here today if anybody in here is not trusting in You to cry out and say, Lord Jesus, save me. And then trusting in that because You said whoever calls on Your name shall be saved. And we thank You for that. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Hi, I'm Marty McKenzie with His Love Ministries. Please help us reach out to those the world has forgotten. Everyone we minister to is locked up in some way, shape, or form. Those in the nursing home facilities are locked up in bodies that do not work in a wheelchair or in a bed. We minister to children and youth who are locked up because of behavioral problems. Some have told us we want to have a real family because their parents have lost or given up custody of them. Other kids are locked up because they've committed crimes. We also minister to those locked up at the jails and the prisons, to those locked up in addictions, to drugs, alcohol, depression, and suicidal thoughts, to those locked up in a variety of other things that keep them from becoming who Jesus wants them to be. He came to give us abundant life, joy, and set us free, and these people that we minister to are not free. Our desire is to show them whatever their background, no matter what they've done, to see how much God loves them. We seek to help them receive forgiveness and freedom from their sin in Jesus Christ. We minister in the local area of Savannah, Georgia, and surrounding Effingham and Chatham area. We have recently expanded our ministry to to the Lexington and Columbia, South Carolina area. We do over 2,000 services every year. We hope and pray that you will support us in some way that so we can continue our mission. Go to hisloveministries.net and click on the Donate Now button or send it via regular mail to Post Office Box 1881, Lexington, South Carolina, 29071. We hope and pray that you will do that. Thank you and God bless you. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. John 832.